Merry Christmas, you Yuletide cunts. Welcome to the Blind Buy Podcast. If you're listening to this live, you will be aware that today is Christmas Day. And I promised you I would put out a podcast, even if it was Christmas Day. But, as I stated last week, I don't necessarily want to put in a humongous amount of time into this Christmas Day podcast because I would like to enjoy my Christmas. It's kind of like, uh, do you know when someone comes into work, like in, in, in a, I don't know, if you're in a shop or something and the person behind the counter is, might have a uniform, then on Christmas Eve they're wearing their normal clothes and their child is with them. This podcast is a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, the, the shop says it's closing at six, but you arrive at five and it's closed. And part of you is thinking, fucking hell, the cons are after closing the shop at five, even though it clearly says six. But then you think, but it's Christmas Eve. And they probably thought, sure, fuck it, there's no one coming in. I think I'll have an extra hour. And when that happens, you use empathy and you don't ring the manager. So that's what this week's podcast is. It's it's a Christmas Day podcast. What what I want I want people to I'll tell you what I was thinking about. I was trying to dissect the the nature of of Christmas Day, the energy of it for for most people. And it's it's kind of binary. So most of your day you're around relatives, do you know what I mean? You have dinner, you're talking, talking, chatting. Then after dinner, other cunts who aren't really relatives, they might be neighbours or whatever, will drop in. Then you've more people. And it's very intense all day. And what most people do is they like, they'll go for the Christmas morning walk on their own where you fuck off out of the house and you walk on your own on Christmas morning or the post-dinner Christmas evening walk. Both very valid Christmas walks that I think most people kind of do privately on their own to escape the intensity of Christmas Day. And this podcast is, is, I suppose, it's for those people who are doing that today, just leaving their house on Christmas Day and going for that little walk on your own. Because we all know that walk, and it's it's nice because the streets are fucking empty. But Christmas Day empty, which is it's a different type of empty than any other empty. Because, you know, you can get up at fucking five in the morning and the streets are empty. But it's a different empty. If people are out on the streets, they're bringing a different energy than they're bringing to Christmas Day. It's either people coming back from a sesh or people going to work with a kind of franticness about them. But on Christmas Day, when you go for that silent walk, it's a whole new energy. There's not a lot of cars around. And one thing I always enjoy about a Christmas Day walk is if you live in a city and you're used to walking down the road, you don't give a fuck when a car goes past. You don't even pay attention to it. But on Christmas Day, you like ask questions about the car. You say, where's that person going on Christmas Day? I wonder, I hope it's not an emergency. I hope they're not going to the emergency room on Christmas Day. Or you think, maybe they have family on the other side of town 
and they're visiting them on Christmas Day. And then you look at your watch and it's like four o'clock and you're going, fuck it, I hope, I hope they're, they're not drink driving. And sometimes I'd be just doing my Christmas Day walk, looking, looking at cars and kind of going, which, which one of these people is drunk? Do you know what I mean? So this podcast is for that walk today. Or it also works for when you're going for your Christmas night sleep. Um, what I'm going to do basically is through the magic of uh, digital processes, I'm going to generate the sound of the ocean. And then I'm going to read some of my favourite poems. And you don't, you know, you don't have to pay attention intently. Consider it like an, an ASMR podcast. Where I just read out some poems. Okay, without further ado, have actually one thing I meant to say. If, if, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, because someone said to you at the Christmas dinner, you should listen to Blind Boy then maybe don't listen to this exact podcast. Go back to an earlier one. Because this is not like the usual podcasts. Okay, God bless everybody. So, the first poem I'd like to read out, she... It's one by a class uh, poet called Carol Ann Duffy. And she's of Irish descent, but she's from Glasgow in Scotland. And she's a fantastic poet. So I'm going to read Warming Her Pearls by Carol Ann Duffy. Next to my own skin, her pearls, my mistress bids me wear them, warm them, until evening when I'll brush her hair. At six, I place them around her cold white throat. All day I think of her, resting in the yellow room, contemplating silk or taffeta. Which gown tonight? She fans herself, while I work willingly, my slow heat entering each peril. Slack on my neck, her rope. She's beautiful. I dream about her, in my attic bed. Picture her dancing with tall men, puzzled by my faint, persistent scent. Beneath her French perfume, her milky stones, I dust her shoulders with a rabbit's foot, watch the soft blush seep through her skin, like an indolent sigh in her looking glass, my red lips part as though I don't want to speak. Full moon, her carriage brings her home, I see her every movement in my head, undressing, taking off her jewels, her slim hand reaching for the case, slipping naked into bed, the way she always does, and I lie here awake, knowing the pearls are cooling even now, in the room where my mistress sleeps. All night I feel their absence and I burn. So that was uh, Warming Her Pearls by Carol Ann Duffy. I hope you're having a a delicious Christmas so far, you absolute shower of pricks. I hope you've had pudding with brandy. Although we don't do that in Ireland, do we? Well, no, that's not an Irish tradition. Like, I don't think, it's one of these things, like, what the fuck is pudding? 
that's what the Brits call dessert. So Christmas pudding, plum pudding. I I don't think that's an Irish thing. I don't think Irish people did it. It's one of these things that happened when when like Tesco became a thing. So now we all eat pudding. Give it ten years and we'll be doing the same with Yorkshire puddings. Okay, the next poem I want to read out. Well, it's not really a poem. It's it's the lyric lyrics to a song. Um, a song by the artist Tom Waits, who's one of my favourite musicians, singers, lyricists, whatever. I I thoroughly enjoy the work of Tom Waits. He's from the, I think, California, Los Angeles, would have come to prominence around the 1970s. Mixed. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Kind of a jazz, jazzy sound with uh, a lyricism that would be inspired by the beat poets or Charles Bukowski, who was a Los Angeles poet. And... I suppose Tom Waits was a, he would have been a hipster in the 70s in that, when he started releasing his stuff in 1971, when he came out, his music was quite different because he was fetishizing the 50s. Tom Waits in 1971 was trying to sound like, not not Elvis, not nothing mainstream, he was trying to sound like hobos and bums that would have been hanging around in in piano bars reciting kind of their mad poetry in these clubs in Los Angeles he was trying to he was hipsterizing the beatnik scene of the 50s I suppose um, so I'm going to read you a Tom Waits song but I'm going to read it as a poem because it works as a poem most of his work works as a poem and it's from an album of his called Blue Valentines. If you're thinking of getting into Tom Waits, that album is in a fantastic start. If if I could get a, a if I had a wish, a Christmas wish, it would be to hear the album Blue Valentines for the first time. That would be a Christmas fucking wish. So here is <clears throat> Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis. Hey Charlie, I'm pregnant. I'm living on 9th Street, right above a dirty bookstore off Euclid Avenue. I've stopped taking dope and I quit drinking whiskey. And my old man plays the trombone and he works down at the track. He says that he loves me, even though it's not his baby. He says that he'll raise him up like he would his own son. He gave me a ring. That was worn by his mother. And he takes me out dancing every Saturday night. 
Hey, Charlie, I think about you. Every time I pass a filling station. On account of all the grease you used to wear in your hair. I still have that record of little Anthony and the Imperials. But someone stole my record player. How do you like that? Hey, Charlie, I almost went crazy after Mario got busted. I went back to Omaha to live with my folks. Everyone I used to know was either dead or in prison. So I came back to Minneapolis. This time I think I'm going to stay. Hey, Charlie, I think I'm happy for the first time since my accident. I wish I had all the money that we used to spend on dope. I'd buy me a used car lot and I wouldn't sell any of them. I'd just drive a different car every day, depending on how I feel. Hey Charlie, for Christ's sake, do you want to know the truth of it? I don't have a husband. He don't play the trombone. I need to borrow money to pay this lawyer, Charlie. Hey, I'll be eligible for parole come Valentine's Day. That was Christmas Car from a Hooker in Minneapolis by Tom Waits from the album Blue Valentine's, 1974 I believe. Are you having a beautiful Christmas, you nullug fuckers? I hope you're having a really relaxing and tremendous and spiritually festive experience. Subscribe to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the blind boy podcast. This is what allows me to work on Christmas Day. Okay. I'm going to read a poem called Your by the great Sylvia Plath one of the best poets of the 20th century You are clown-like happiest on your hands feet to the stars and moon sculled gild like a fish a common sense Thumbs down on the dodo's mode, wrapped up in yourself like a spool, trawling your dark as owls do, mute as a turnip from the fourth of July to All Fool's Day. Oh, high riser, my little loaf, vague as a fog, and looked for like mail, farther off than Australia, bent back Atlas, our travelled prawn. Snug as a bug and at home. Like a sprat in a pickle jug. A creel of eels, all ripples. Jumpy as a Mexican bean. Right like a well done sum. A clean slate. With your face on. Your by Sylvia Platt. Um... Christmas can be a bit of a, a weird one for you if if you've lost a family member or if you've lost a parent. I my father died around Christmas time over a decade ago. And it just fucked up Christmas, to be honest, and Christmas has never been the same since. So I wanna read you two poems by the fantastic bogger poet Patrick Kavanagh from Monaghan 
poet who wrote in vernacular. He wrote. He fucking. He wrote in in, in not only the ac- in, in his accent, not only in his Hiberno English words and his Monaghan accent, but he, he wrote from the heart of just being a fucking human being. If you want Irish poetry that, that has no airs and graces, uh, Patrick Kavanagh is, is the source. It's where I go to anyway. So he's got two poems. In memory of my father and in memory of my mother. I'm going to read you memory of my father. Every old man I see reminds me of my father. When he had fallen in love with death. One time when sheaves were gathered. That man I saw in Gardner Street. Stumble on the curb was one. He stared at me half-eyed. I might have been his son. And I remember the musician. Faltering over his fiddle. In Bayswater, London. He too set me the riddle. Every old man I see in October coloured weather seems to say to me I was once your father. So that's Paddy Cavanagh, lads. The sheer unbridled beauty of his words. And now I'm going to read his poem Memory of My Mother. I do not think of you lying in the wet clay of a Monaghan graveyard. I see you walking down a lane among the poplars on your way to the station or happily going to see second mass on a summer Sunday. You meet me and you say don't forget to see about the cattle. Among your earthiest words the angels stray and I think of you walking along a headland of green oats in June, so full of repose, so rich with life, and I see us meeting at the end of town, on a fair day, by accident, after the bargains are all made, and we can talk, together through the shops and stalls and markets, free in the oriental streets of thought, oh you are not lying in the wet clay, for it is a harvest evening now and we are piling up the ricks against the moonlight and you smile up at us eternally. I'm going to move on now to Wales. I want to read a poem by the Welsh poet Dylan Thomas who... It's where Bob Dylan... Bob Dylan took his name from Dylan Thomas. Bob Dylan's real name is Robert Zimmerman. And the Dylan comes from the Dylan Thomas. So like I said, a, a Welsh poet. And for me, Dylan Thomas is quite different to, we'll say, Kavanagh there. Like Paddy Kavanagh's words, it's just sheer unbridled honesty and not a huge amount of metaphor. Not a huge amount of visual imagery. Not even necessarily uh, playfulness with words or imagery. It's, it's m- much more pure. What Paddy Cavan is doing. Dylan Thomas, it's just a, a beautiful use of words, beautiful use of imagery and words, and 
it, it, it's just it's a pleasure to, to read Dylan Thomas so I'm going to read you Light Breaks Where No Sun Shines by Dylan Thomas Light Breaks Where No Sun Shines Where No Sea Runs The Waters of the Heart Push in their tides And broken ghosts with glowworms in their heads The things of light File through the flesh where no flesh decks the bones A candle in the thighs Warms youth and seed And burns the seeds of age Where no seed stirs The fruit of man unwrinkles in the stars Bright as a fig Where no wax is the candle shows its hairs. Dawn breaks behind the eyes. From poles of skull and toe the windy blood slides like a sea. Nor fenced, nor staked, the gushers of the sky sprout to the rod. Divining in a smile the isle of tears. Night in the socket rounds like some pitch moon the limit of the globes. Day lights the bone. Where no cold is, the skinning gales unpin the winter's robes. The film of spring is hanging from the lids. Light breaks on secret lots, on tips of thought where thoughts smell in the rain. When logic dies, the secret of the soil grows through the eye. And blood jumps in the sun. Above the waste allotments. The dawn halts. Fucking fantastic stuff. I haven't a clue what he's talking about. I honestly haven't a fucking clue what that's about. But I don't think it matters. The. Imagery. The fucking chaos. The way the words bounce off each other. It's just very enjoyable and I don't think I, I don't think I care what it's about. It can be whatever the fuck you want it to be, you know? Whatever vision kind of arrives into your head and it's a nice little contrast with Kavanaugh there. And they're just two different forms. It's like playing your country music and disco. Do you know what I mean? So I told you last week I was gonna try and keep this podcast short. I mean, most podcasts are fucking half an hour, 40 minutes long. Some of them are 15, 20. I usually go for like an hour, more if necessary. But I think, yeah, I'm going to keep it short this week because it's Christmas Day. So I'm going to finish with, again, it's not a poem, it's a song. But the lyrics work as spoken word. And... It's it's Bob Dylan. And Dylan what Dylan does is almost like a mix of Kavanaugh and Dylan Thomas. Because with Kavanaugh, the shit about his man, the shit about his dad, the unbridled honesty of it just captivates you. But then Dylan Thomas don't really know what he's talking about it's it's almost like a, a good guitar solo nearly except with words you have this wonderful visceral imagery that causes your brain to think of all these things but it lacks the straight to the heart honesty of Kavanaugh 
Well, what Bob Dylan does, for some of his work, his best work, he can mix both of those worlds. He will have the straight-to-your-heart honesty of Kavanagh, but with the prose and playfulness and floweriness and darkness of, of Dylan Thomas. So this one is it's a Bob Dylan song called Simple Twist of Fate, F-A-T-E, Fate, and... It's from his album Blood and the Tracks, which is an album he wrote while going through a divorce with his wife. So it's a very visceral and honest, most people call it his best album, his best piece of work. A visceral, honest album about love and heartbreak and breaking up and all that carry on. And this song in particular, the lyrics of it, they're absolutely beautiful and it works as a poem. So I'm going to read this for you, Simple Twist of Fate by Bob Dylan, 1975, I believe. They sat together in the park as the evening sky grew dark. She looked at him and he felt a spark tingle to his bones. It was then he felt alone and wished that he'd gone straight and watched out for a simple twist of fate. They walked along by the old canal a little confused, I remember well, and stopped into a strange hotel with a neon burning bright. He felt the heat of the night. It hit him like a freight train, moving with a simple twist of fate. A saxophone, some place far off played, as she was walking on by the arcade, as the light burst through a beat-up shade where he was waking up. She dropped a coin into the cup of a blind man at the gate and forgot about a simple twist of fate. He woke up. The room was bare. He didn't see her anywhere. He told himself he didn't care and pushed the window open wide and felt an emptiness inside to which he just could not relate. Brought on by a simple twist of fate. He hears the ticking of the clocks and walks along with a parrot that talks. The hunts are down by the waterfront docks where the sailors all come in. Maybe she'll pick him out again. How long must he wait? One more time for a simple twist of faith. People tell me it's a sin to know and feel too much within. I still believe she was my twin but I lost the ring. She was born in spring but I was born too late. Blame it on a simple twist of faith. Alright, that was in half an hour's worth of a Christmas Day podcast for ye. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week with a hot take. That was also one that you can play for the family, I suppose. Alright, Yort, have a good one. I'll talk to you next week. I'm going to go and have fun.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.